Hey there, sea monkeys. Like a voice crying out in the wilderness, I call to you to relieve a little of the horror that we all experience every day in this nightmare dimension. Now, this is a mini-sode, episode 15.5, uh, unedited, uncut, episode 16. I'm not sure what I'll call it. The important thing is I really don't want to edit much. With this episode, I will add some music for fun and flavor, but mostly what we're going to do here is talk about the Direct that came out yesterday. <clears throat> and uh, all we're going to do is go through the games, and I will give you my impressions of them. So, to begin, we had the amazing reveal of Super Mario Maker 2. Now, I played Super Mario Maker on the Wii U. I was one of the five people that did. Even though there was a very small user base for Wii U and Wii U games, uh, Mario Maker was huge on the internet. And um, it only makes sense that they would finally, finally get Super Mario Maker 2 to come out. I am extremely excited about this. This and one other game in particular, uh, maybe two in this Direct, are so huge that they make this essentially the best direct I've seen in quite a long time. Not that I don't care for Luigi's Mansion 3, I very much do, and the reveal that they're making Animal Crossing is very welcome. But, Super Mario Maker 2. Super Mario Maker in and of itself, even though it's on that failed system that no one had, is still a huge game on the internet. And Super Mario Maker 2 will be even bigger, because we know that the Switch has a much larger fan base, a much larger user base, I should say. Uh, many, many more owners. How many more? Like three, four, five times more at this point. So, very, very excited for that. Um, it, of course, Super Mario Maker, if you don't know, is kind of like the infinite game, like the singularity of games. It could go on forever. And um, I know there are new uh, features in this game, new enemies, uh, even some uh, environmental things. I don't know that are in actual games, uh, like those clouds that push you up. Uh, I've never seen those before. Maybe they are in a game I've not played. Anyway, very, very excited for Super Mario Maker 2. We could just go on and on about that all day because it is limitless. Moving on, though. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order was shown again. Now, I don't really like the art style of this game. I don't know what it is about it. I generally do like cel-shaded graphics, and I love Marvel more or less. I like it more than DC, at least. 
And um, so I should be kind of excited for this game, but I'm not terribly, terribly excited for this game. I would be happy to try a demo, but as I am very porous, uh, <coughs> patreon.com forward slash left hand, <coughs> very porous, uh, it's one of those games where I probably will not pick it up. Um, but anyway, it looks decent enough. Um, if you have a love for the Marvel Ultimate Alliance series, which has been over 10 years since the last one came out, I'm sure you're extremely excited. But moving on, we have a game that looks much more exciting to me, which is funny because it's much, much more minimal. And that is Box Boy plus Box Girl which is a charming block-based puzzle game that is arriving on the Switch April 26th. Now, uh, this game features two-player co-op, which is a first-time thing for Box Boy and Box, uh, and Box Boy anyway. Um, yeah, because there was no Box Girl before then. And um, it even has a separate mode with uh, new puzzles for Cutie, which is the, uh, like, tall version of Box Boy. Now, I've never played a Box Boy game, but I very much do like puzzles and puzzle platformers. Um, so I am... Really looking forward to this game. There's not a lot to say on it. It's very minimal, but that doesn't matter with puzzle games. Puzzle games can be extremely minimal and still be a blast to play. So anyway, I'm very, 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 very happy to see that. Moving on, we got into some Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Update news. Now, they really didn't say much about what's happening. They showed Joker from Persona 5 again, and they said that some big changes are coming. I don't know what all that means. As you know, I am the one Nintendo fanboy on Earth who really doesn't care for Super Mario, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I didn't like the controls. Now, that's just because I'm an old, sad man, probably. But uh, I'm very happy for the people who love it. I certainly love all the fan service in it, and the classic mode is still a lot of fun. So I'm happy to see that they are supporting it, and of course, we knew they were going to. Of much more interest to me is Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is getting a free update. In fact, it already did, so now you can play it with co-op. You can play with two players, which is great, because I love this game so much. And it would be great to play with my niece, or my brother, or anyone else. Uh, but... Even more exciting than that is there is a special episode that's coming out that you can buy in paid DLC, which is, I believe it is five separate worlds and 18 courses in those worlds. I am so looking forward to that. I love Toad Treasure Tracker. I loved it on the Wii U. I didn't finish it on the Wii U. I love it on the Switch. I still haven't finished it on the Switch. That episode three gets hard. Anyway, I was very excited to hear about this. I'm excited that they are um, giving it DLC. It's something I didn't expect. There's a lot of things in this Direct that I didn't expect. Really, one of the best Directs I have seen. Anyway, Bloodstain Ritual of the Night. We got a new gameplay trailer for that. I am so excited for this. I loved Bloodstain Curse of the Moon. It was a blast to play. Uh, just one of the most perfect Castlevania um, knockoffs I've ever seen. I'm actually going to talk about another one of those that just came out recently on the Switch in my official episode 16, but we won't talk about that right now. But Bloodstained Ritual of the Night looks amazing. I cannot wait to try it. And if you like Castlevania, if you like Metroidvanias, then you will probably love Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. And I have to mention as well that I love that Nintendo is highlighting some of their indies in their main directs. Because you know what? Indies are often, if not most of the time, better than lots of the AAA games, so it's just great. Moving on, though, we got into the Dragon Quest phase of this Direct. We started with Dragon Quest Builders 2. Now, uh, 
I have the Dragon Quest Builders 1 demo. It's not my kind of game. I, I think I could get into it if I gave it time. It's certainly something that has more meat to it than Minecraft, which I know is what it is usually um, compared to. Uh, but I do know that my niece really liked the demo, and I meant to buy it, but it's so damn expensive. Anyway, if I were to buy one, though, it would definitely be the Dragon Quest Builders 2, because it looks like it has many more features and a much bigger kind of um, narrative to it. And it's just, it's more colorful. And I, I heard someone, I heard the guy who uh, runs the Beat'em Ups channel uh, talk about this. To his mind, and he's a real big fan, put hundreds of hours into it, um, to his mind, it looks like one of the best... Uh, sequels he's ever seen and uh, I totally believe him it looks um, much more fleshed out than the first one not that the first one is bad the first one is great that's why there's a second one but anyway moving on to the other Dragon Quest mentioned and the one I am much more interested in Dragon Quest 11 which is launching on the PC and PlayStation 4 oh which I'm sorry to say I, I meant to say Launched on the PC and the PlayStation 4 last uh, September. Uh, we've been meaning to get it forever. We don't know when it was going to come out. And now we know that it's coming out this fall on the Switch. Now, a lot of people really like Final Fantasy. And I am very happy to see all these old Final Fantasy games finally make it onto a Nintendo system. You know, that's a long-running thing. Started way back in the N64. Uh, Square, at the time, not Square Enix, Square... Um, was mad at Nintendo. They didn't want to make cartridges for their games. Might not have even been possible. Certainly it wasn't possible to have the high-quality music that those games had on a cartridge. So they moved over to the PlayStation. And since then, we haven't gotten any of those games for the Switch. So it's it's great to see them come to... Uh, that is, Nintendo. So it's great to see them come to the Switch. At last, they're coming home to Nintendo. But... For my money, now I haven't played a lot of these Dragon Quest games or a lot of Final Fantasy games. I've played about the same amount of both. I think Dragon Quest is better than Final Fantasy. It's more fun. It's more colorful. I love Akira Toriyama's uh, character models. I love the worlds. I like gambling. <laughs> so I really enjoy Dragon Quest. And I am so excited at least to play a demo. Again, I'm not rich, so I cannot buy all these games. There's too many fucking games. Anyway, let's move on. It looks great. I can't wait for that. But moving on, we got a little bit of the lull in the presentation with Disney's Zoom Zoom or To Zoom To Zoom Festival, which, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a kid's game. And I can respect having more kids games on the Switch because the Switch is for everyone. And that is more true of the Switch than the last several consoles, in my opinion, from uh, Nintendo. So I'm happy to see it just for the kids. But um, uh, getting beyond that, Starlink Battle for Atlas has some new DLC that is Star Fox specific. And amazingly, it's free! Now, free DLC from Ubisoft is a fucking miracle, I have to say. So I'm very excited for that for people. And this is another game I wish I had because I do like Star Fox. Uh, I don't have, you know, like extreme, like, love for it like some people because I only played it casually back in the day, but... I really do wish I could play, I, I had the money to buy all these games. I am very happy that they are supporting it. Um, okay, moving on. There were a couple JRPGs. The first one shown was Rune Factory 4 Special, which is coming to the Switch later this year. Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's an updated uh, version of a... 3DS Classic. Now, I didn't have the 3DS, unfortunately. I've had nearly... I've had actually all. Even the Virtual Boy. I've had all Nintendo quote-unquote consoles, but I don't have... I haven't had all the handhelds. I kind of lost track after the DS. 
So I didn't play this game along with other games I very much wanted to play uh, in retrospect. Uh, but I am look, I'm looking forward to giving this a try, perhaps, and I am happy for the fans. I'm especially happy for the fans that Nintendo has confirmed that a Rune Factory 5 is coming out. I uh, These games look cool. They look fun. They look like an interesting JRPG mixed kind of with a, you know, like Harvest Moon or um, Stardew, Stardew Valley. So I'm very happy for people that this is coming out. Uh, a little bit more interesting to me personally, uh, Tokyo RPG Factory, known for their work in I Am Satsuma and Lost Fear, have a new game in the works titled, oh God, Oninaki, which looks really good. Looks like a really like classic kind of RPG. It's all about uh, reincarnation. And uh, Lost Souls being turned into monsters. And I really like that concept. So I'm looking forward to it. There are a lot of games on this list where I'd be happy to give them a try. I wouldn't necessarily buy them outright. Um, When you're talking about JRPGs, by far the most interesting one on this list, in my opinion, is Dragon Quest XI. But, moving swiftly on, they revealed that there is a Yoshi's Crafted World demo. And you know what? I've actually played it. It is wonderful just charming as fuck i love the yoshi games i've gotten into conversations on the twitters about this i do not believe that um yoshi's um what is it what is it called the supposed super mario world 2 uh sequel i I didn't like that as a super mario world sequel but yoshi's island was an amazing game on its own and ever since then i've played those games again kind of casually and i like them very much i love a good whimsical bright nintendo produced platformer i played this demo it is fun you should download the demo right now it is a good time then we got a very long introduction to fire emblem three houses now again this is one of those things where i wish i was into it uh i wish i had some kind of history with fire emblem or advanced wars and i i like these games i don't know i've always kind of uh kept away from them because i like action games a little bit more Which, I mean, you could say, well, you also kind of like turn-based RPGs. I didn't used to, though. That's something I had to learn, right? I used to like action RPGs almost exclusively. I would play, like, you know, I'd play, like, Zelda, or I'd play Crystalis, and I'd be like, fuck all this Dragon Quest, you know, Ocarina, or, I mean, um, Octopath Traveler shit. I learned to like those over time, but uh, these these strategy, turn-based, tactical kind of things, I've never been into, so... That's the same reason I haven't bought Wargroove, even though I kind of want to. And I'm not really terrible interested in Fire Emblem Three Houses. But I will say that it looks very good. I like the character models. I like uh, how deep it seems to be. And I'm absolutely sure that anyone who is a fan of Fire Emblem and these strategy games will go nuts for this. But moving on. Uh, Dead by Daylight is apparently coming out for the Nintendo Switch. This is interesting because it is a game with licensed uh, monsters like uh, Jason and uh, I believe... Um, 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 oh, God. Oh, God, what's his name? The guy from Halloween, Mike Myers. Uh, stuff like that, and I'm surprised it's coming out on the Switch. I'm very happy for it coming out on the Switch, though. Uh, my brother plays it quite a bit on his PS4. It looks like a fun game. Again, it's something where I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't clamor to buy it, but if it were on, like, a deep sale or something, I'd be vaguely interested in it. Um, I was very surprised to see after that that Toby Fox's uh, Delta Rune Chapter 1 is coming out on the Switch for free. Now, and I'm not surprised that it was free because it's free on the computer, but I'm surprised it's coming out on the Switch at all. And that's smart of Toby Fox, and it makes a lot of sense in retrospect because the Switch is the home of indies. 
I'm telling you right now, uh, Steam, it's not dead, it's not dying, but it is kind of crumbling. It's kind of falling apart under its own success and weight. So it's good to see these indies coming out. I love indies. Uh, but meanwhile, Damien X Machina, the stylish mech game, has a new demo out. And they are in a, like, uh, commentary, like, uh, get back to us, feedback phase for the game. And they're going to contact some people, uh, probably at random or based on how much you play, um, to get their feedback specifically on what they think of the game, which I think is a really cool idea. And um, either way, there's a demo and it seems fairly, you know... Um, extensive for a demo and i have a friend on the twitters who has played it and he quite likes it so i um i'm very happy about that demon x machina is one of those games where it's, it's again it's, it's like uh i'm not as big into mech games but i do kind of like action games and i really really like the cell shaded graphic art style and uh i'm very interested in trying the demo yeah, uh, moving on from that, we got uh, Grid Autosport, which is a realistic kind of racer, which I just could not care less about, unfortunately. Of much more interest to me is Ninja Theory's Hellblade, Sinua's Sacrifice, which I have been seeing a lot about, and this is an amazing game in this sense, right? Not only is it a Viking game, and I love Vikings, I am a heathen after all, and not only is it a kind of a cool, introspective sort of journey into the subconscious i think into kind of like a mental illness sort of thing not only all that but it is a mid-range game that everyone said looked triple a and the thing is back in the ps2 days and like the gamecube days there were hundreds if not thousands of mid-range games games that didn't cost the entirety of the universe is uh, worth of money to produce that were often quite fun and since that time, not only in video games, but also in movies, which is another thing that I don't fucking understand, these studios believe that they have to make the biggest, most, you know, like, expensive thing ever made every single time, and you don't have to. That is what indie video games, less so indie movies, though, TV shows, cheaper TV shows, unlike Netflix are kind of showing this, but indie video games especially are showing you don't have to spend all the money in the universe to make a quality game and in this case it seems that they have made a game that is so well made that people believe they spend hundreds of millions of dollars on it so i'm very excited for hellblade uh sinua's sacrifice though i hear it's very 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 dark uh and i mean that in a kind of a scary sort of way and kind of weird for a nintendo uh console but then again the switch has kind of changed nintendo nintendo has gone back to their kind of gamecube days where this is a console for everyone but also for adults and that's something they kind of lose sight of sometimes not that it matters all the time because their first party games are so amazing and wonderful and light and colorful that i usually don't care but i am i'm just so happy to see these sorts of games on the switch it's Wonderful. After that, we got some Mortal Kombat 11, and uh, that's great, you know, whatever. Um, then we got the Unravel 2. Now, this is a sequel to the EA original. Um, I'm not a big fan of EA, but this game does look pretty fun. It is co-op only, though, I believe, and I'm not really big into co-op. Still, I love a good platformer. I love a good puzzle platformer. I'm very interested in this game. Now, I think I'm kind of out of sync here. Uh, I'm looking through a message a uh, message i'm looking through a list here and i kind of lost it and uh, i want to bring this up instantly all right because i don't want to forget this uh one thing they did reveal is a brand new free game 
for anyone who has the online service called Tetris 9-9. Now, this has been memed up the, the ass on the internet, which is great. It's great. I know a lot of people are making fun, but if you actually play the game, Tetris 99 is a Tetris Battle Royale. Now, it's not a full-featured, you know, amazingly, like, polished, insane sort of thing, but it is very fun, and it does exactly what it needs to. Of all the games that they have on their online service, for good or for bad, you could say sadly or happily, this is definitely, in my opinion the one that should convince more people to get the online service. I really, really enjoy Tetris 99. It's absolutely free if you have the online service, which is $20 a year. And um, I would pay $20 a year. Like this is, this is more of a reason. Like this makes me feel less bad about my purchase. Now there are some really fun games coming out on the NES online service right now. Um, Kirby's Adventure and Mario 2. But on the whole, most of the games that they have on that, that uh, service, I don't care about that much, right? Or I've played way too much. Like, I love the Mario games to death, but I have played them way too much. Okay, just way too much. So I'm really happy to see uh, Kirby Adventure and uh, Mario 2, two games I've not played nearly enough. But in terms of selling me on something, this brand new exclusive Tetris Battle Royale game has gotten me kind of hooked. I mean, it's, I'm not good at it. I've done, the best I've done is, uh, I've, uh, I've gone up to the top 14 once. Incidentally, whoever, however these people who are posting on Twitter that they won the first time, I don't know, they must have won the first time the moment it came out or something, because it's very competitive. I'm not going to say difficult, but competitive. Anyway, I'm very excited about Tetris 99. I could go on and on about this, but, uh, you get the point. Anyway. In a nod to Ubisoft, according to this list, Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered has been revealed to come to the Switch on May 21st. Now, I've never played an Assassin's Creed game, and my opinion of Ubisoft goes up and down. They're certainly better than a lot of the other AAA uh, companies, but they also do a lot of uh, horrible shit as well. Still, Assassin's Creed looks kind of interesting, and if it were a reasonable price, I would be tempted to try this game. Uh, it's old enough that they really should not be gouging us, alright? Sell this game for $30. But if they make this a $60 title, I'm, there's no way I'm gonna buy it. Interestingly too, the Switch version will include, uh, motion, uh, aiming, um, with touch input, um, which I will never use, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay, moving on, uh, we get into the Square Enix side of the presentation. Now, I talked a little bit about this when I was talking about uh, Dragon Quest XI just a minute ago, but very happy to see that Final Fantasy um, VII has got a release date of March 26th, and that uh, Final Fantasy IX has come out today, or yesterday. It's come out already. Uh, additionally, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon Everybody uh, will arrive on the Switch March 20th. Now, again, this is not really my series. I like the aesthetic and kind of attitude of Dragon Quest more than uh, Final Fantasy to get into kind of that old school kind of beef between them. But I am very excited that Final Fantasy has finally made it back onto a Nintendo console in such a big way. It's it's really wonderful. But we're getting very close to the end of this Direct, and the end of this Direct was explosive. As explosive as the beginning. Now, before we get into the really explosive part, though, I have to talk to you a little bit about Astral Chain. Now, Astral Chain looks pretty fun. I'm not so sure about the combat. I think it is a co-op-only anime kind of action game uh, created by Platinum Studios. I, l I love Platinum games. 
they're wonderful. And additionally, this game has big names behind it, like uh, people that worked on Bayonetta, people that worked on uh, Neo Automata, or whatever, and uh, others. So I understand this is real big for uh, people who really like uh, anime-type Japanese games, and I'm, I'm really excited for them. The only thing I would say about this is I really enjoy the kind of cyberpunk world that it has created, and I'd be very interested in trying to demo to see if I liked the combat, because this could be a really, really good game. It's really cool looking, I love the world, and I love that if you go and watch the actual trailer for it, outside of the Direct, there's a little extra at the end where you can dress up as a dog. <laughs> but, closing out the Direct, of course they had something massive. And what was that? They revealed that they are remaking the Game Boy Classic, one of my favorite Zelda games of all time, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Now, The Link's Awakening is a really interesting almost spin-off of The Legend of Zelda because it has Mario aspects to it. It has Goombas in it. It has uh, Chomp Chomps in it. But it is in Link's dream, right? Maybe I am giving too much away there. But, I mean, it's a 25-year-old game. If you don't know that already, I'm sorry. It's spoiled. The point, though, is it's it's a little bit more free than the other Zelda games because of that. And um, I'm not so sure about the art style they went with. It's very much like uh, plastic toy But seeing it, seeing the animated intro they made... And just seeing the gameplay, I am so excited for this game. I loved it on the Game Boy Color. I have the DX version, which came with another dungeon, which I'm sure will be in this one. And it was out of left field as far as I was concerned, because I don't pay attention to rumors. I think rumors ruin everything. In fact, I want to talk about that a little in a minute here. But before I get into that, I was very excited for this. Uh, when I saw it, I was I was flabbergasted. I was as excited for this as I am for Mario Maker. These two games are fucking massive. So now I'm going to get into what I was just about to talk about. I thought the Direct was amazing. That might be because I had almost no expectations. My only expectation for this Direct was that they would talk about Luigi's Mansion 3 and maybe a little bit more Animal Crossing, and that was it. And they didn't talk about either, and I didn't care because they introduced so many new games, so many interesting new concepts. I had so much fun watching it. I really believe Nintendo has created a a, a kind of advertising, you know, like Nirvana. Like, they're really, really good at that. They're so good at that. They're so good at cutscenes now. I, I don't know why they don't have their own, like animated block on Cartoon Network at this point. I, I just don't understand it. They're, they're so good at making media now outside of games. And they're so protective of their IP. And they know... And if, if there's one thing I could certainly criticize Nintendo on, it is they know how to monetize their IP and how to destroy people who want to share it. It's only just until very, very recently, like the last couple weeks, that they've allowed people to post video of games on YouTube. So, uh, I had a lot of fun. It was great. Other people didn't because they had such high expectations. They expected to see Pokemon, which there's basically nothing of it, you know. Um, or they might have even expected to see a tiny little glimpse of Metroid Prime 4, even though they just said in an announcement that I covered in episode 15 that they have scrapped Metroid Prime 4. This is the problem with the capitalist advertising games media heads. They want you to be hyped as fuck. They they want to create lies and rumors that are based on nothing so that you will just keep clicking their crap, you know? 
But if you come into it with low expectations, go in there clean. Just think to yourself, I'm going to have fun watching these advertisements because that's what they are. And you'll have loads of fun. But if you go in there having really high expectations and you believe in all kinds of insane rumors, it's going to ruin the whole experience. So anyway, I had a load of fun with this Direct. I thought it was amazing. I was so surprised that they brought out, finally, uh, Mario Maker 2. I am so stoked for that. I love platformers. Mario is easily my favorite, just series in general of all fucking time. And Link's Awakening is one of my favorite Zelda games ever made. And I gotta tell you guys, uh, download Tetris 999. Uh, Do that now. It's free if you have the online service, and I believe you will be surprised. It is very simple, it is not feature-rich, but it is a compelling style of gameplay. And I don't really like Fortnite. It's fun. I actually had fun playing Fortnite, but I'm just not really into shooters, you know? This is this is my this is my geeky uh, version of Battle Royale, and I know there's lots of jokes about it, but I, I had fun playing this fucking game. Fun. I'm not good at it, you know? So, uh... Just overall, amazing direct. I wanted to get something out as soon as possible and just express how excited I am in this hellish nightmare realm that there's something to be excited about. It's just, it's just wonderful. You just want to share it with everyone. So, uh, I look forward to getting episode 16 out. I have written some things and there is, there is news that I have not covered in this little mini-sode that will be in episode 16, which you will be amazed by, okay? There's some big shit that's happening. Uh, one thing in particular I am very excited about. I won't talk about it. I will only say Hollow Knight is getting a sequel. And I think that's a good place to stop this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this mini-sode, uh, Sea Monkeys. I, I love you all. Peace out.